If I'm talking about how somebody shows up to a job interview, that person needs to substitute job interview for sales meeting. Job interview, client meeting. Job interview, client presentation. And look at how they're showing up. Welcome to the latest episode of Commerce and Joe. I am Jessica Johnson Co. Wally. What's good, Wally? Chilling. Chilling. It is hot as Hades here. I hope this is not. First of all, you talking about it's hot as Hades? Have you, you been outside? Wait, are you outside right now? I just came in. How people always complaining about stuff? You in a room with air conditioning, <laughs> under a light, filming a podcast. It's hot as Hades. It's, it's not hot. It's like what is it? 70-something degrees in this room, ladies and gentlemen. It's chilly. Says the man who's been sitting upstairs all day. He didn't like, go outside to get lunch. But you, you he walk. didn't go past the hot pizza oven to get his two slices. Chill. She, she walked he three. Didn't walk she down. walked three blocks. Whoa, sound like a first world problem to he me. He didn't walk she down the block. She left an air-conditioned office to walk two, one and a half blocks each way to go get pizza and then come back to the office where it's air-conditioned. I walked to the fruit stand too. And you went to the fruit stand. So you walked, what, five blocks total? Each way. No, it was five. Which fruit stand you went to? The one by the hospital. That's not five blocks. That's like four blocks. So, okay, ladies and gentlemen, she walked eight blocks total. Left the. In the beaming sun. Left, left the air conditioned office. Walked four blocks, pizza shop, fruit stand, and then. Actually, you went to the fruit stand first. No. Okay. How are you going to tell me what Wait. I did? See, so you, you went to the fruit stand. You went to the fruit stand after you got the pizza. Yes, I had that to explains wait for why them. the pizza wasn't. So you ordered the pizza and then went to the fruit stand. He said it was going to be ten minutes for. The okay, pizza. so you go to the fruit stand, four blocks, five. You come back. Go back to the pizza so shop. So go to the pizza shop and come back to the office. The pizza shop is a block and a half away from the office, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, you leave an air conditioned office. You go to the pizza shop. That's air conditioned. Go to the fruit stand, get the fruit. That's outside under a tent. Come back to the pizza shop. That's Hot air conditioned. And then come sit down back to an office with air conditioned. Then go back outside to take the supervisor her shirt. And she was at well, the somebody would have told me the supervisor up. was here, the shirts would have went right down. I was paying attention. I would have to tell I was you. paying attention, filling out, responding to applicants who were, pay, who were applying to join our team online. So anyway, sounds like so he doesn't sounds know how like a, hot it is outside. So, still sounds like a first world problem to me, ladies and gentlemen. It still sounds like you're sounds like from a point of view that you don't know. Sounds like a first world problem. It's not, it's what is it? What's the temperature right now here? It's ninety two degrees. Only ninety two oh degrees. Oh my outside. god, it's so hot. It's ninety two degrees. We're I'm melting. I'm melting away. So it's as 92. you can tell, today's episode is going to be a complete and utter rant. First world problem. That's all I got to say. Complaining about. Who said I was complaining? You were. I was you just was like, oh, it's hot as Hades here today. That's a statement. Complaining, complaining. Not that, oh, I'm so grateful that it's 90-something degrees today and there's no snow on the ground. The sun is shining. The trees blossom. Flowers are growing. It'd be a great day to go sit on the deck with a nice cool drink and turn on the air mister that blows the mist to cool it down or, or go to the beach or, or go hang out in the park under a nice tree. Not, none of that. It's hot as Hades. That's not what I said. That's not how I said it. <laughs> Hot as Hades, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, boogly, 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 boogly. 
See, so that's a good reason to talk about today's <laughs> topic. So, our beloved cousin, Michelle Jenkins. Yes, Michelle. MJ is healthy. MJ is Yo, all of that. Yo, I know she got hella Instagrams. I can't keep up no more. Actually, Michelle, I stopped following. When you decided to put a picture, you know that grid format when people do on their Instagram? So shout out to my cousin. I love her, but I'm about to put her on blast. She put up a photo of herself, like, posing in some um, some hot outfit. But then she decided to use that software where it makes it into a grid. So when somebody's looking at the grid, they see the whole photo. And one day I open up my feed, and because the software chops it up into a grid, it it chopped this part of her outfit, and it shows up in my in my in my feed. And she had his outfit with all his cleavage. So all I see in my feed is boobs. So I had to hit the unfollow button real fast because I didn't realize whose they were. And I was like, I don't want JC on my phone and being like, what's this all over your phone? Why are you looking at boobs? I'll be like, I don't know. This is what they posted. So yeah, Michelle, don't use that grid joint no more, please, okay? But anyway. Anyway, so Michelle Michelle just celebrated a birthday. We are the May babies in the family. Yeah. mm -hmm. And, um... So Don't use for the her software. birthday, she had did some. She had some things planned with some friends, but at the conclusion, she realized that you can't take everybody everywhere because some. So folks, you just put her on blast if her friends watch this episode. She has a lot of friends, and she has a lot of things planned for her birthday. Okay, but finish your thought. You can't take everyone everywhere because some people just don't know how to show up. That's right. So today's episode, we want to talk to you today is to show up and show out. I am amazed at the number of people I see, whether it's people showing up here to apply for jobs or it's other entrepreneurs who are trying to increase their business, build their network. Some folks just don't know how to show up. Why are you making that face? No, I'm listening to you. I mean, like, I don't have, I mean, that's just the, that's just the point. You just talk, so we want to But maybe is the, 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 it's not that they don't know how to show up. They're not versed in the ways they should show up in different scenarios. Okay. So how you show up to hang out with Pookie is not how you should show up to a job interview. Case in point, if you like to wear do-rags at home, which I think is cool, you probably don't want to wear one to a job interview under the hood from your hoodie or baseball cap, unless you're showing up for a modeling job for do-rags and baseball caps and or hoodies. Or if you're going to interview at a job at a sneaker store, you might be all right with your do-cap. You might, and you might. cap it, your do-rag. And you might not be, depending on the type of environment that the, the environment that they run at that business, mm-hmm. which is why it's super important that you should be doing research on where you're going before you go there. Mm-hmm. Because if you show up to, JSB will use an example, we do concierge security service at different locations throughout the city, right? Throughout. And it does. And many of those locations, they are corporate environments and they have dress codes for their team members and all of their vendors that work with them. Right. 
So if you don't do the research to understand, you're going to show up in the attire that's going to put you probably in not the best light for what that employer might be looking for, is looking for, not might be, is looking for. So you need to do your research on them and understand what they do, what they're looking for, depending on the job that you're applying for with them. Like, I'm just saying, I love sneakers. Got quite a few of them. But they might not be the best thing to wear to some job interviews. And then others, yeah, you could wear them. It wouldn't be a problem. You need to be versed on where you're going and what the expectations are when you get there. That's it? That's the whole episode? No, but that's what I was saying when you were talking about whatever point you was. I don't know I what you I was about saying. to say. What? You were saying something, and I said that. I don't know. Just go ahead. Finish saying what you No, go ahead. I mean, that's it. Like, like people, you, you, you just need to understand how you should show up for something. But you say you just need to understand how you should show up for something. How are people supposed to know? You, you I got, mean, you say you research. Do some research. Hold on, you say research. But what, so say, for example, we are trying to get business with an a international company. And they don't have locations where our businesses are. We may not know people that work at those those organizations. Well, you're talking about us trying to get business with them. We, I, we, the scenario I was talking about is somebody trying to get, like, going to a job interview. It's, to me, it's not much of a difference because you're always selling, whether you're selling an idea, whether you're selling yourself, whether you're selling a product, you're always selling. Then so, overdress. I'd rather, be, I'd rather you be overdressed than underdressed. But it's not just about dress. Okay, so what other aspects are you talking about? I'm, I was referring to the example I said earlier it's how someone shows up physically, their, their, their appearance, right? When I was talking about the baseball cap and the do-rag. Because I, I get quite a few interviews like that, and it makes me sad. Because here I'm hiring you, and, and I'm going to give you a uniform. But when you come to meet me, I'm not asking somebody to show up in, like, a, a four-piece suit when they come see me, right? I'm just like, put, put a dress shirt on, put on some slacks. I'm not even looking for a tie. You could put on a, a, a button-up or a polo and tuck it in your some slacks or even some khakis and some shoes. But I mean, don't don't walk in for the interview, and you got a do rag on, you got a hoodie. Like I had a guy show up in shorts, and I'm like, you're applying for a position where you're going to be working in a corporate office building, and, and you and you're saying I got all these years of security experience when you know that there's either a uniform or they wear a black suit, white shirt, and tie. Well, stop. See, because I know that you've had a lot of experience recently interviewing people, but I don't want us to turn people off in Commerce and Chill Land because people in Commerce and Chill Land, they might already have jobs. They may already have businesses. And so if you're talking about just show how you show up for an interview, they're going to be like, that's not my situation. This is not relevant to me. That's why I'm well, trying to that's why I'm trying to get you to step back. I can step back, but they need. But see, this no, is see, you say, but so if you step back. No, nah, like they. If I, I'm using that as an example, right? Someone's showing up to an interview. And if they're in business or they already have a job, they should be taking that example, which we've talked about in numerous episodes of Commerce and Chill. You could learn something from anything. So if I'm talking about how somebody shows up to a job interview, that person needs to substitute job interview for sales meeting. Job interview, client meeting. Job interview, client presentation. And look at how they're showing up. If, if you go to bed at night and you want your hair to be fresh and you wear a bonnet or you want to wear a do-rag, let me tell you something. If your appointment is at 9, you better be up at 6. So when you take that do-rag off, I don't see them lines on your head when you're sitting there because you wear it mad tight. 
respect. I get it. But like, I don't want to see that in the interview. So if you go into a client presentation, you should do it. I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things you want to do or you can't be creative or expressive in how you dress or what you want to do. You just need to be mindful of the environment that you're going into. Right. Look at the reporters when they go, what is it, to the Middle East and, and they put on a hijab. Right. You have you have to be mindful of where you're going and then what are the expectations there? What are what are some of the cultural things, etc. So whether it's for a job interview, it's for your business, you need to be mindful of it. You got an international client and you're not aware of some of their cultures and customs and you do something that might be offensive to them, then you should have done the research on it ahead of time. I heard what you say again, you say do the research like it's very straightforward. How can somebody who doesn't, who may not be familiar with the company, may not be familiar with the, the culture, how do they learn? Well, they ask, first of all, you ask questions. If you're talking about someone who's in business and they're potentially, your example was they're going to do business with an international client. So if you have a meeting, there was something that precipitated that interaction, right? They might've reached out to you and said, Hey, I'm interested in your product or service. Can you give us a quote? Well, whoever that point person is that reached out to you, you need to be asking them a lot of questions to prepare yourself for it. Then you should be going on the internet and pulling down every piece of information you can about them. I'm sure if you're going to do business with some international firm, I'm sure they're probably going to have some kind of presence on the web, right? Like there's, it's huge these days. There's very few people, or I should say organizations on a certain level that don't have a presence on the web, whether it's social, whether it's their website or something. And then you need to go ask around in the industry to get information. I don't care if you have to pretend like you're going to buy services from their competitors and then ask the competitors, well, how do you compare to such and such? And then see what information they give you. Or you have to be pretend to be a prospect for that company, pretend to be their customer and go do a demo of their product or understand asking those questions during a demonstration or talking to one of their customer support or their salespeople. Like there's tons of ways to get information about something or some organization or someone. Give the people in Commerce and Chill Land some examples of what partnership means to you and a time where you partnered at the soapbox to win successfully. Right. So I think there's two different scenarios for partnerships. There's partnership where, out, like outside of business, and then there's partnerships inside of business. Okay. So you could you could be a partner with someone, and you're getting things done, and you're and you're super connected, mm-hmm. right? You're you're on the same path. You, you know, you share a similar mindset. It's almost like when people go into business together and be like founders and co-founders. Like they they start a business together because there, there's some. There's a there's a, a lot, not some, but there's a huge synergy there. Um, and not to say that they're the same. They could be totally different. So I guess it's more like talking about um, almost like strategic partners mm-hmm. versus just partners. And then in the business side, I look at partnership where there's a, there's a, there's a goal or there's some problem or something we're trying to solve. And two different entities come together and be like, you know, if we did this, we could probably get that. Like you talked about this contract that's, you know, 25 million and working with some different companies to say, hey, who has a strength in what you tackle that part, we'll tackle this part. And together we could all slice up this 25 million pizza, right. $25 million pizza pie. 
Um, and, and we all walk away with a good portion of it. Right. So I look at it two different ways. There's a strategic partnership versus, um, and I don't want to say a true partnership, but where there's more of a connectivity of the individual versus it just being on, on the business side of it. Right. Right. Well, you know me. I'm going to go straight to Merriam Webster. So um, a blue screen, everybody. Uh, for partnership, they had the state of being a partner, colon, participation. And I think that's the key part. When you're able to participate, that's where the magic happens. That's where where you earn your money. It's not just in the thinking. It's not just in the talking. It's in the it, doing. It's about doing. So when you're participating with other parties, yeah. um, you're able to get more done. You're able to. I had plenty of partnerships where we did more than the other. That don't work. Right. But you're able to get more done because you're. You better manage time if you're splitting oper- the responsibilities. Right. If you're splitting you make the it resources. Um, so you got to participate if you're going to be in a successful partnership. So give them an example. Did you give them an example? You just started talking. Uh, well, oh, we of, 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 of a winning partnership that you've had um, at the Soapbox. There are um, partnerships that we built in the beginning to build out on the commercial side. Mm-hmm. So we got into strategic partnerships. And one good example would be um, that we work with core services. Shout out to my man, Gordon Jackson. Hi, Gordon. Um, who What's go- up, frat? We had a relationship previously uh, with the laundry service. Mm-hmm. And then we were, uh, when he w- he was working with the um, the supportive support housing, housing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the neighborhood. And we did that whole Thanksgiving, like we did the donation with the food. And did then we take food or we just we took took, laundry No, project? it was... It was other parties involved. So they were giving them food and different items for household. And then we did like these um, laundry care baskets and took them like different products to clean, you know, wash their clothes, refresh, et cetera, et cetera. So in that partnership, um, we met Gordon. And then over time, Gordon reached out to me and was like, listen, you know, at CORE, we provide these services for um, people throughout the city. And we have a a location where we want to provide um, concierge laundry service to them. And we were like, oh, awesome. You know, let's, let's meet, let's go through, you know, look through everything and make sure we can check all the boxes you need checked. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it turned out to be a great partnership. We've been doing it for, I, you know, I've over, it's been over a year, um, that we've been doing it. I want to say, yeah, I think yeah. it's been over a year. It has been, um, I'm due for another check-in with him. It's been over a year. Um, and it's been, it's been a great partnership. Mm-hmm. So they, they run the f- facility, they manage the hotel and provide all the services to the guests. But in, in their core competencies, one of the things, they don't do laundry services themselves. So in this partnership, we were able to complement the rest of their services for all of their guests. Mm-hmm. So I find it to be you know a huge win when you have these partnerships. Um, there are other uh, team members not team members, sorry. The other entities, individuals. We, right, we have partnerships with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we work together to look at other markets to say, how can we service these markets together? So a good example would be like, there are some neighborhoods we don't have the capacity yet to reach fully into. So then we work with another laundry service provider and say, listen, you guys go this far. So this is how, you know, anybody that contacts us here we partner up and they get that business. And anyone that goes in the areas that we go into, they don't, then we get that business. And we work together to provide that service um, to those clients. Um, and, it, and, it, and it works, you know, really, it works really good. All right. So just, I'm going to repress the pause button for a minute so I can do a reset for everybody in commerce and chill land who just 
kind of got lost with the interview thing. And we're talking about how do you show up and show out for a meeting, whether it's a business meeting for sales purposes, a interview meeting or any kind of meeting where you're trying to present yourself and reach a given outcome. Um, the etymology of the word meeting, it, it means an action of coming together or gathering of people for discussion. You don't want to turn somebody off and not have them not want to discuss with you because of how you present yourself. And in today's age of, I should have the right to express myself, we find that there are a lot of people who, who just don't seem to care as much about how they show up. And trust when I say that people are judging you from the moment they begin to interact with you, whether it's through your email, your email address, um, well, it, whether it's through social media. Email address. Jessica Johnson, the security lady at AOL.com. Maybe not. That probably would not be a good look. Oh, I'm that baddie baddie from, from the South Bronx. How about somebody who uh, applied and was a former team member and their email address was juicy backside but backside was another word at whatever whatever.com so people are making judgment calls about you and whether or not you're suitable for employment as suitable as a business partner associate or suitable to per make purchases from so you want to be mindful of that you also want to be mindful of your personal appearance so um also your social appearance your personal appearance. No, your, I said also your social appearance. I like, already said that. Are you not listening to me? I am. I'm just reiterating that because people be posting some stuff on Instagram and Facebook and other places that be um, very interesting. Make me nervous sometimes. So here are four <laughs> quick tips to help you get better outcomes from face-to-face -face and virtual meetings for your success. Uh, number one is research the company and industry. Number two is identify your goals and skills. Why do you want to engage, do business with, or work for the person on the other side of the table or the other side of the camera? Number three, your chance to meet with them and ask the questions that you have. And number four, practice your meeting skills. So Cope kind of went into detail about researching the company in the industry. Why are you looking at me like this? Nothing. I'm just listening to you. No, you're looking at me like. I'm listening to what, what knowledge you're going to drop next. You just dropped the four tips. So I'm waiting for the, what you're about to um, put out there next for us. All right. So research the company in the industry. I, I ran it on that for a little while. You go, do you have to hit the pause and reset button? No, again? I'm just going to say this, that, um, you, you know, Listen, how many we times get to we get to interact with a lot of entrepreneurs and some are more polished than others and some are more prepared than others. Uh, but it's really scary when an entrepreneur will go to a prospective client, another organization with whom they want to do business. And then the question is like, what do you do? Don't, don't ask wait, me. wait, wait. The person that went to pitch their, their services or wares asked the potential client, what do you do? Real talk. And thank you all for tuning in today. I'm Waleed, and I'm out behind that. Wait, somebody really did that that we know? It happens regularly. Bro, when we get off camera, I need to know who that is, so I need to call them. <laughs> I need to know who that no, is. No, no, and I'll give you the context. Wait, 
how do you go to a meeting with a potential client and you have no clue to what the hell they do? Well, sometimes. Or, I, I mean, maybe you do. Maybe they just panic and they just say, so what do you do? Well, maybe they meant to ask no, the person, no, 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 what no. do you do in your role here at this firm? No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so through some of the organizations in which we participate, those organizations will offer matchmakers. The, you know, just like you can do speed dating is like speed dating, dating for, for your company in another business. And you may have five to 10 minutes to what pitch do you, what do you your do? business and to ask questions what do you do? of the prospective client. And what do you so do? Um, quite frequently, quite frequently, um, I've heard feedback from the clients, prospective clients like, oh, my gosh, I felt like it was such a waste of time because During that person event. requested to be matched with me. And they had no idea what my company so you, did. They don't even know if the product or services they offer would is even a good fit. Would, would be a good fit. Exactly. Because they don't even know what the the, the target client, the, the client they're targeting does. Correct. What the? It, but, I, it, but, I it ha- but it happens here. How many times do we get unsolicited calls and people are like, oh, no. I'd like to talk to you about your No, no, no. About I, your, I, I got your a better one. systems. No. Oh, no. How about the one I had to email over and over? Oh, we do construction project estimations, and we would love to do estimations for you for your construction project. I'm like, first of all, bro, we don't do construction here. What Johnson Security Bureau led you to think we do construction here? Because they probably bought a list that on a project that we Well, they should have filtered the list. Shame on them, which is why I emailed them back nicely. and was like, can you please remove us? And then when I responded to say, please remove us, she sent me back spec sheets and everything like I, like i said send me more info i'm interested i'm like y'all ain't even read the damn emails but you could pass it to a friend but but here's a here's a better one when they call like can i speak to charles ronald johnson please and i'm like okay how could i help you be like oh i'd like to speak to him in reference to such and such and i'm like well sorry to tell you you're about what 13 years too late that was my dad <laughs> he's, he's not dead. here anymore i'm like he's dead and they're like <gasps> Oh, I'm so sorry. Or I like when they said, "What I spoke to him six months ago." Oh yeah, I'm like, I'll say something like, "He he's he's not available." I, I don't know what I said. Or no, they'll lead the call with, "Yeah, I'm calling back because he had spoken with me a couple months ago in reference to this product, and he said he was interested." And I'm just like, "He did speak with you?" And they're like, "Yeah," and he said he wanted to get more info, or he wanted me to follow up. And I'm like, "That's weird." Are you able to talk to dead people? And and they're like, what do you mean? I was like, he died, bro. How how could you even do that? That is so insensitive. And like, you just don't have the right information. So whatever. Uh, I'll just leave it with this. People do business with who other people they know, like, and trust. So whether you're trying to get a job or you're trying to get a contract or you're trying to get, build a relationship with someone, invest the time up front to do your research so that you'll get the most out of the time that you have with that person. Okay. Okay. Deal. Okay. Great. I'll take that. All right. Identify your goals and your skills. Um, why do you want that outcome? Why do you want that job? Why do you want that contract? I just got off a call with some of our advisors um, regarding some new business opportunities. And when it was all said and done, they were like, wait, so what is it you want us to do again? <laughs> They're like, we thought you were asking us for money. I'm like, no, I don't want no money. I just need some help. But in the in the process of the conversation, they gave me some, they shared some insights to help me refine the vision as I already had it. And luckily I wasn't asking for money this time, but I know when I'm ready to ask for money, I can go to them. Um, 
So when you're engaging with someone in a meeting, whether it's for an in job interview or for some business, know what your goals are. Keep that in mind so that you can communicate it to the person with whom you're meeting. You'll be you'll you'll need to be able to show that you can support that person in whatever capacity. So for example, when we ask people, why do you want this job? I don't know. Well, that's right up there where you ask individuals when they come and say, what did you do to, what do you know about us? What do you know about the firm? And they're just like. If you come here and you interview with me, I'm going to ask you. I mean, it's a staple question that we ask almost every interview. And then the second one they always get to ask. Well, not always, but 90% of the time is, what did you do to prepare for this interview? And people will be like, nothing. Then some people like, I woke up, I ate breakfast. I I took a shower or whatever. I had an egg McMuffin. Real talk. I'm like, well, at least they said something. The other person was like, nothing.